Okay, joining me now on Hunkering Down with Peter Schorsch. This is somebody I would like to hunker down with because I would eat very well. This is award-winning chef, um, TV celebrity at this point, Josh. Josh, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm good. I'm about as good as everyone else can be right now with uh, all the uncertainty. So... For the sake of this audience, tell them what you do, who you are, what's your day job, and then I think it's important to talk about like who you are, you know, what's the transition now between politics and doing the whole food competition thing for you right now? Sure. Yeah. Uh, politics is definitely my day job. It's what pays the bills. Um, I am a uh, political consultant. I do opposition research and strategic communications for elected officials, candidates, um, corporations, you know, issue advocacy campaigns, basically anyone that's involved in the process. And um, that's my that's my paying gig. And then um, for fun, we started doing a lot of cooking competitions, which has actually blossomed itself into something a little bit bigger with winning the world seafood championship and winning a couple world barbecue championships. So now we're trying to figure out a way to monetize that as well. You have got a, uh, a voice made for podcasting. I mean, you, uh, you're going to be a star, man. I'm telling you, I know in five years, I am going to be begging you for a rezzo at your place, um, wherever it is. Cause you just, you got your five tool player. Uh, I'll tell you, you were the first one to uh, to put us in your magazine, so you you always have a spot. I appreciate that. I, I um, yeah, well, you know, I got a long background in the uh, restaurant business. I've got, you know, right now I'm feeling for all. Of, I mean, God knows how many waiters and cooks and chefs and busboys that you and I both know. I am, I am just feeling for all those folks right now. Um, yeah, there's tough. not enough money to take care of all of them but anybody that's listening i mean 20 bucks um you know just go to your favorite restaurant and hit up five or six of those folks give them 10 bucks give them 20 bucks go to the busboy give them five dollars um literally take it out of your pocket and and get it to them um because they're going to be hurting the hardest um they're you know to be honest you know, the dirty secret of the restaurant business, you know, these folks are, they don't have tax forms. They're not going to be able to get the thousand dollar, um, you know, uh, cash check from uncle Sam. Um, a lot of these folks are off the books, et cetera. And you know, them, and maybe you don't, you know, maybe people don't agree with that, but that's the reality right now is there are a lot of folks that have served you and waited on you and cooked great meals and they're going to be hurting right now. So if you're listening to this, please, please get out there and, and help them. Couldn't agree more. You know, one of the things that, that I've tried to do the last few days is even if I'm picking up to go is, you know, whatever the cost of the meal is, go ahead and try to match it with a tip and, and ask them to spread it around. Because like you said, you know, everyone, they're going to be hurting the, the most, the quickest and for, for a while now. So um, anything people can do to help out that industry, and uh, I, I say do do whatever you can. Uh, what do you like best? Uh, do you like the political or do you like the cooking? You know, I, I, I love the political. You know, I am I am a competition junkie by by 
trade. I grew up playing competitive sports. I played college football. And as soon as I left college, I went directly in, into politics and, you know, the competition, knowing when the game starts, when the game's over, and you either win or you lose, um, was something that that kind of gripped me early on in my professional career. But the cooking competitions are the same thing. It's com- it's competitive as hell. It's it's um, some of the great great chefs around the country uh, and some of the names that you haven't heard yet competing in some of these food competitions with the pressure. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So I, I do enjoy it all. But the thing I love about the cooking the most is that I get to do it with my wife. And yeah. Uh, she she's my sous chef she's my partner she's my best friend and the fact that we get to go and and do that together um it, it it's it's the thing that i love the most what do you like about the restaurant business if 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 you do like anything at all i mean is there there's something like i just to start that convert part of the conversation i love the dynamic nature of the restaurant business i love that it opens and closes Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, you know, that there is inventory and there is stock and that you're moving fresh product through. And um, there's, you know, this isn't a widget factory. It is, right. uh, it is so alive. You know, you literally have, you know, the freshest of food and drink um, in a kitchen and it's so human and it's so dynamic. I just I love that about the restaurant. There's no same day in the restaurant business. There just isn't year to year, Christmas to Christmas Eve, all of that. There just isn't the same day ever in a restaurant. That's right. And, you know, it's, and it's the same way in politics. It's never the same day twice there either. Um, but one of the things that I love the most, and, and quite frankly, you know, I take my hat off to these folks, is is their ability to adjust to, to um, there's so many pieces that go into it. You have to be an amazing um, mathematician, you have to track inventory, you have to project out to what, you know, when you get an influx of, of customers, are you going to have enough product to make it to the end of the week? Or are you not, or, 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 is, or you're not going to sell a certain product. So now you have to ramp up specials to try to get that out the door. So you, there's not as much waste. I mean, there's so many pieces to it that are, that are outside of just being a cook or just being a server. I mean, you have to account for all these different things that are happening and it's and it's you know it's it's insane the, the good ones uh, that can do it over and over and over uh, they they've they've got a secret sauce for sure which is dirtier the political business or uh the kitchen work well, I guess it depends on on which one you're you're working with or working for. Uh, you know, in any in any industry, you're going to have you know your your good apples and your bad apples. But um, you know, I, I think it can go either way. I think it's a toss up at this point. All right, let's um, let's pivot here to the the situation at hand. When did coronavirus get serious for you? When did you know uh, that this was going to be the situation? that it's quickly becoming? You know, I, I think it was probably about a month or so ago when I started really thinking about, you know, just how big these cities in China are and the fact that they were they were shutting down these mega cities. Um, you know, when you think about the size of, say, Tallahassee, well, a Tallahassee in China might have you know, six million people 
um, 7 million people, right? And, and it's cities you've never even heard of. Um, so to me, it's kind of when I was when I was thinking about that, I was thinking, well, it won't be long before this gets over here. And, and uh, it just, you know, it's scary. It's very scary. Um, my hope is, is that obviously we can we can come up with some vaccine. I know they're working on some things now or come up, you know, as we sit here and do our two or three week um, quarantine, you know, personal quarantines at home or social distancing, as they're calling it, um, you know, the, the people that are smarter than us can get can get together and figure something out to slow this thing down. And I think I think they're working towards uh, in that direction. The way um, you talk about the cities, I remember I had never heard of Wuhan, quite honestly. Uh, and I follow, I read a, a newsletter called Cynicism, S-I-N-O, um, by a great Chinese, uh, a great reporter of China. It was through the Axios verticals they were launching. I had never heard of Wuhan. And then I come to learn it's, you know, it's a city of 11 million people. That's right. So imagine, you know, the New York metro area and then, you know, add 40% to that. And, and that's, that's a small big. town. And that's a small town. And, and you're trying, it, it just, it China dwarfs our sense of how many people. A part of me, and I've gone back and forth with this. I had on uh, Rep. Michael Waltz today, and I don't want to be, I'm not, uh, China is an enemy. They are a strategic enemy at this point. Um, that being said, I don't want to get into demonizing the people of China. And so it's hard to separate out the government from the people. And then I go a third way and I say, you know, and this is so ignorant sounding, but I don't believe, no, it's not ignorant sounding. China had a uh, the, the one child policy. They have a different concept of, of life and the value of life than Western societies do. They just do, they ha they were forced to make that decision. Um, and, you know, I believe um, that it may have been easier for some of their government leaders to, to triage a city. You know, what what is, what is 10 million people in the scope of, you know, well over a billion people? 10 million people over here in the United States, that's 3%. Over there, it's a much smaller, percentage of the population. It's not on the, the coastal part of it. And I just fear that, you know, they are able to, we couldn't cut off Miami at this point. We couldn't cut off New Orleans or, or Manhattan at this point. And so, I don't know, I'm struggling a lot with how I think about, like, how I think about China right now uh, as this progresses forward. Right. And, you know, um, I don't want to, I don't want to speculate on things or, or talk out of, out of turn on things. So I'll just, I'll just leave it at this and, and focus in on what we can do here in the United States at this point, um, which is listen to the experts, take yes. it seriously, get off the beaches during spring break for God's sake, you know, go home because I don't want some 21 year old kid who thinks that they, that they're invincible and are going to go to the beach and I don't want them coming and and shaking hands with somebody and then my mother getting getting this disease and 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 you know something terrible happening so think about people other than yourself and go home and wait it out like everyone else okay let's be a little more cheerful at this point <laughs> um 
I, I find myself, it's such a, I really am enjoying doing this podcast. Um, you're probably number 10 already. And I think it's going to serve a, a little bit, you know, keeping our little community together. Uh, all the people that are in the process. I think there are a few thousand of us. Uh, there's probably, I've always said, I think there's about 50,000 people in Florida that follow Florida politics like a sport. Um, and so they're going to probably, you know, they're going to want to know what happened to their their lawmakers and what, you know, important people are doing during this time. Um, the goal has been, let's get some recommendations from people or let's talk about something that people can do. You don't have a specific recommendation. You have something, I think, even a little bit better. Um, and so explain kind of what you want to do with your uh, soapbox here. Yes, absolutely. So, and, and I'm, and I'm going to preface it by saying that I'm going to ask everyone that's listening to engage and help us with this, okay? Yeah. So what I want to do is I know that there's a lot of people freaking out about what food are they going to have? Is, is, do they need to go to the store and buy a bunch of food? Well, the reality is, and people don't think about this, but, but everyone has enough food in their refrigerator and in their pantry right now to last them, in my opinion, several weeks at least. And I know not everyone is, is you know, a great cook or, or likes to cook or anything like that. So what I would like to do is, is – Get folks that, that need help figuring out what to do with the stuff that's already in their pantry rather than going to the store and buying a bunch of frozen goods or, or junk food or things that, that are, that are going to be unhealthy. Let's cut back on the waste and let's, let's see what's in your fridge. So, so go to your fridge. Take a picture of your refrigerator. Take a picture of your produce. Take a picture of what's in your fridge. Take a picture of what's in your pantry. You know, go on to, to Twitter and, you know, tweet at – Florida politics and use a hashtag next level chef because we're Cooper's next level barbecue. So hashtag next level chef and tag at Florida politics and put those pictures up. And then also send an email to me info at the next level bbq.com and we will send back five or six ideas on what you can make with what's in your fridge that can go into a full meal. And, and, and if you, if you can't find, you know, the recipe online by Googling it, we'll even send you a recipe. But what I want to do is get everyone out there, even people that are chefs, people that are cooks, people that are just like to, you know, pedal around in the kitchen. When we see this, let's chime in and tell people what they can do with the stuff that's in their fridge so that, one, we cut back on the waste of people throwing out fresh produce, and all, you know, which happens every day. But, two, we don't have to run out and, and buy all the frozen goods and all the stuff that's at the, at the grocery store and, and give them time to restock so that we're not you – know, let's just get everyone working together and, and try to do something positive rather than um, going in and hoarding all the food from the grocery store. I, I love this idea. I think people like myself, um, you know, we've got all, I've got all the food I need. I mean, my refrigerator is stuffed. I just, thank God Michelle's a great chef or a great cook. You know, sometimes I don't know what to do with it. And well, yeah. So one of the things that my wife Gannon and I do every week is at the end of the week, we go into the refrigerator and we honestly, we, we do a, a game of chopped against ourselves. We see what's left, what's in there, what can we use to make dinner for the next two or three nights without having to go back to the store and not having to throw away a bunch of fresh produce. 
Um, cause a lot of times you'll go to the store and you'll buy, you know, you'll need a few carrots for this, for a recipe. And then you've got a whole thing of carrots. Now what are you going to do with the rest of it? Is it going to sit there? Is it going to go bad in a few days? So, you know, we try to do that over and over at the end of the week to, um, make sure that our kids are eating fresh food rather than frozen pizzas and, and, um, stuff like that. Well, I'm going to get this up on, I'll get this on whatever, vehicle i've got going on with this uh, sure. podcast as we've got it and then i'll probably circle back with you next week and see how it's going maybe i'll do it myself and um we'll get people going on this i i think people right now it feels like camp you know uh oh i've got a couple days to uh catch up on all my reading and everything like that i think it's going to settle in next week and people are going to be looking at each other they're going to need ways to stay sane they're going to need things to do they're going to need podcasts they're going to need recipes etc so you and i will come together and we will try and supply uh some good ideas there josh i really appreciate you coming on today thanks peter and and remind them to make sure they send the email to info at the next level bbq.com that's that's my wife will be monitoring all those emails make sure we get them she's she's my business partner my scheduler my uh, boss, she's everything. So she'll make sure that we we respond to those as quickly as possible. Now we do have four kids here at the house, so it may not be instant re- response, but we will definitely respond to every every request for uh, recipe or help. With, and and I encourage others to to that are on social media because we're not, but others that are on there to to chime in and give folks some ideas as well. And then if we get enough, you know, requests for a certain thing, we we might even you know make a video or two to show them you know, how to make fresh pasta with a couple eggs and some, and some, um, flour, you know, something very simple where you can, instead of going and buying boxes of pasta, I know they're running out of pasta. You can make it literally with just some eggs and flour. All right, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Peter. Take care. All right. You take care.